All right, joining us on the line from the Yonhap News Agency is uh, Yuji Ho, Big Yu. Hello. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I, I consider you to be sort of like the uh, Kike Hernandez uh, of the Dodgers uh, for our broadcast, uh, ready to fill in in a big moment and just hit it out of the park, Big Yu. Definitely appreciated you joining us sure. right now here. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of Dodgers, a quick story here. I recently yeah. moved to Korea um, from Hawaii in middle school. It was uh, 1988. Uh, I was very still adjusting to life in Korea, right? Uh, very different cultures. Yeah. I, I remember being holed up in my room, a little kind of busted five-inch black and white TV, uh, watching AFKN and the World Series and the Dodgers, Kirk Gibson with that dramatic shot off Dennis Eckersley. And I've been a Dodger fan for, for decades now. It's been 32 years since uh, 1988. The Dodgers have finally won the World Series once again. Uh, just give us your thoughts on the Dodgers winning the championship over Chejiman and the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I'm just wondering if we would be talking about the World Series if the Rays had won it. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, the wait is over. Uh, finally, the Dodgers having won the uh, eighth straight National League Division title, been in the postseason every year uh, since you know forever. Finally getting the job done. They lost in 2017 to the uh, sign-stealing Houston Astros, lost to the dominant Boston Red Sox in 2018, and lost to the eventual champions, Nationals, Western Nationals in NLDS last year. And finally, uh, you know, they were down three games to one against the Atlanta Braves in NLCS, came back, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think they were really threatened that much against the Rays, even though the series went six games. Uh, three to one victory in game six yesterday. And if you look at deeper into numbers, this series really shouldn't have shouldn't even have gone six games. Uh, the Dodgers were that much better. Uh, the Rays were lucky to win two games, I think. And you know they got some, I guess, the, the, all the good things that the championship team gets: timely hits, good starting pitching, uh, you know, at times dominant bullpen, and some pretty good managerial moves as well from Dave Roberts, who finally gets his vindication after years of being criticized for all these moves and non-moves in the postseason. And also Clayton Kershaw, you know, one of the greatest uh, pitchers of our generation of yeah. all time, finally gets his ring. The narrative really changes now. He goes from, uh, you know, a terrible postseason pitcher to a World Series champion. Right. And so uh, just again to highlight the fact that I think team loyalty should override pretty much anything else, right, as far as fandom is concerned. But to just to bring the uh, Korean element in this, because yeah, as sure. as most people were interested in it was uh, Trejiman and his highlights. For a Dodgers fan like myself, Trejiman could hit 10 home runs this series. He could go one for 30. I didn't care as long as the Dodgers won. You know, same yeah. with Yoo Hyun-jin. He can win five Cy Youngs for Toronto. He could be shipped off to, uh, you know, the KBO or or play in the Mexican League. As long as the Dodgers win, I wouldn't care. That being said, of course, the focus here in Korea would have been on Choi Ji-man and what he was able to do. How would you assess his performance, not just in the series, but overall in the playoffs? Because he's, I think, uh, really made a name for himself now as a guy that uh, we should be paying more and more attention to. Yeah, sure. I mean, he was one for nine at the plate in the World Series. Uh, so he's back, kind of cooled off after a great ALCS against the Houston Astros. But defensively, I think he made an impact, um, you know, doing his uh, splits and stretches and making some leaping grabs, taking out guys on his way down. 
showing off some impressive athleticism at the back. And he's really become, I think, the sort of a cult hero figure. Uh, there's a lot of memes and gifs that are being made on social media with about his splits, uh, you know, kind of like uh, almost like a gymnast, like flexibility from a guy that big. Uh, you know, he better lead off last night, yesterday's game. I think he was the heaviest leadoff hitter hmm. posted in history, uh, something like 260 <laughs> pounds. And, yeah. you know, he didn't do much at the plate, uh, but he made on a lot of impact on the defensive end. So overall, uh, the body of work in the postseason, uh, you know, he became the first Korean position player to appear in the World Series and you know, also got a, you know, got to pick up a single in the in game two against Joe Kelly to become the first Korean hitter to get a hit in the World Series. Um, so overall, you know, one for nine, notwithstanding in the World Series, he had a very good postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have much of a regular season. Uh, it was a shortened year. Uh, he dabbled at switch hitting even, uh, but he didn't really put up the same kind of rate stats that he did last year. And he was injured. He missed the last two weeks of the regular season. But he recovered in time to get into the postseason action. Had a bit of a slow start, but I think he really had a, a very strong postseason. And, and it bodes well, uh, I think, you know, for him at 29 years old, going forward to further establish himself as you know, a regular uh, first baseman. Yeah, so we we look at his career. A lot of casual fans might think that he's younger than he is because he's really only come onto the scene recently, right after many years uh, yeah. back and forth. Well, he's bounced around. Yeah, uh, and so uh, hopefully uh, more productive years going forward. Uh, what do you for- forecast and maybe assess um, with again? I guess for our Korean fans' benefits, I know going into the next season, this was a very different season because of COVID nineteen and the pandemic shortens fifty game regular season. Uh, very very uh, expanded playoff format Dodgers look like they are I, I'm not just trying to be a homer but it looks like they are the odds on favorite to um, uh, w- repeat as champions next year but for the Koreans Kim Gwanghyun of the Cardinals Yu Hyunjin of the uh, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays I forgot the name of that team but it is of course the <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays and uh, Chu Shin Su of the Rangers yeah uh, I, what, what's your uh, look forward as far as next season is concerned yeah with Chae Ji-man staying with the uh, Rays uh, you know he's they got to be tender contract. He's not even arbitration eligible, I don't think. Um, he doesn't have the service time, but most likely they're going to be back. And uh, same role, kind of getting split, getting platooned against the left-handed pitching at first base and sometimes partial uh, mm-hmm. part-time DH. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chu Shinzu, the oldest guy of the group, uh, he's a free agent. His contract with the Rangers, seven-year deal has run out. I don't know if they're going to bring him back because they're rebuilding and he's 38 years old. But he does feel like he can play another year or two uh, so let's see what happens in their market. Okay. We obviously a uh, second year in this contract. Uh, you know, hopefully he's going to have a full year, a uh, bit of a longer uh, runway going into next year. Uh, Kim Gwanghyun also second year of his two-year deal. Uh, he really had a strong rookie year, kind of get, kind of getting bounced around between the bullpen and the rotation. But I think he's going to be a starting pitcher next year. And you guys are going to play in Kentucky. The Raptors? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Uh, doesn't look like the border will actually open. The U.S. Right, the border right. will open in time. And so, yeah, any, any place that can welcome the team, uh, why not? <laughs> it's always a weird wrinkle now with uh, Canada and the fact that there is an international border in this uh, COVID-19 pandemic period. Um, I guess some quick hits and some other news that we want to talk about. Can you just talk about uh, Son Heung-min's yeah. season so far? He is, uh, of course, scoring a lot of goals and largely attributed to that amazing four-goal performance uh, uh, late last month. But uh, how's he doing? And it does look like signs are that he's uh, clicking well enough with Mourinho to have uh, even a uh, uh, signing, 
of an agency that is aligned with him and uh, perhaps looking at uh, Tottenham as a long-term spot for himself? Yeah, sure. I mean, we're jumping from the World Series to the Premier League now. Um, yeah. You know, he's the leading scorer in the Premier League right now. Uh, he's got eight goals in the season, and I think he's got 10 in all competitions, if you count the Europa League play. Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to shatter his personal uh, single-season high. I think it was uh, 14 uh, in the Premier League. He's already got eight. And uh, the partnership with Harry Kane, uh, you talk about the Mourinho on the bench, but just on the field with Harry Kane, the way these two combine for goals, uh, you know, match after match after match. I think they're climbing up the leaderboard mm. in terms of combining for goals in the Premier League. I think they're number two overall. And uh, obviously, they're young enough that they're going to maybe threaten that mark uh, at some point in, the, in their careers. And yeah, I mean, last year, there was a disappointing season for Tottenham. Uh, coming off the runner-up finish in the Champions League, they didn't even qualify for this year's Champions League. Uh, but uh, this year, uh, they're going to try to change that narrative. And Sonamin, uh, obviously, you know, he's 28 years old. Right in his prime, uh, you know, they have a lot of incentives that Tottenham does to lock him down long term uh, for their own future. Well, uh, I think a lot of people now will be focusing uh, quite a bit, at least for Korean fans uh, and these overseas-based stars, on Son Ming's uh, exploits after a baseball season has uh, completed, and we still have the KBO to to look out for. I just want to get your thoughts as well, uh, Big U, on sort of the end of an era if we uh, stay with football. Uh, Lee Dong-guk, who, of course, oh, yeah. for older fans like ourselves, know him as this uh, very promising youngster who was uh, famously snubbed by Gus Hiddink ahead of the uh, 2002 uh, World Cup, uh, famously uh, drinking himself in the offseason after the uh, success of that national team without him making the semifinals and then really resurrecting his career despite horrific injuries and setbacks and having the longevity and uh, staying power and now to a new generation as this uh, kind of uh, affectionate dad of kids uh, uh, through various variety programs. Lee Dong-guk now, uh, amazing that he has played this long, is saying that he will retire. Could you just talk about him and what you think his legacy is? Yeah, um, you know, he's 41 years old. I was kind of, my personal, you know, connection with him is that we went into the military boot camp at the same time. Oh, wow. Five days apart. So I got to see all the commotion when he first came Uh, to uh, the the boot camp way back when. Um, Yeah, so... He says he's physically fine, but mentally he feels like he's lost a little bit of edge there. When he was rehabbing from a recent knee injury, uh, he felt like he was rushing to come back. Uh, you know, instead of staying positive, stay patient like he used to before. Uh, so he felt like it was time. And you know, his legacy obviously numbers speak for themselves. Uh, 228 goals in the K League, only four-time MVP, seven championships, all of them with Chumbuk, and they can win number eight with him. Come Sunday, so that will be his final match against Tegu. They only need a draw to clinch the title, and uh, he wants to go out with a win. Either way, a title will be a nice send-off gift for the legend. Uh, you know, he also made his mark internationally. He played over 100 matches and scored over 30 goals um, to rank in the top five in both categories for Korea. But also, you mm-hmm. mentioned being left off the 2002 World Cup team. That was a controversy there, and he being injured just two months before the 2006 World Cup. Um, so that was a pretty, I guess, downed uh, yeah. you know moment of his career. But uh, he came back to play in 2010 World Cup as one of the you know, Sage veterans, and uh, you know took the team to the round of 16 in South Africa. 
Yeah, and as you say, uh, really that resilience is really going to be what uh, a lot of people will remember uh, from a a hotshot guy who maybe some people felt uh, was not necessarily uh, utilizing all his gifts uh, to the full extent to to somebody who really did uh, definitely uh, squeeze out every last uh, bit of his productivity uh, towards the end of his career, still staying as an effective scorer uh, even into his 40s. Um, Impressive to say the least. Also impressive is uh, Big U's uh, spot reporting and appearance here on our program. Gotta say, appreciate it once again and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having me.